The Tony James Podcast. Hi guys and welcome to my very first podcast. I'm Tony James and this is Let's Get Running, a monthly podcast where we are going to be talking about all aspects of running from shoes to training and all the stops in between. In this first episode, I'll be joined by shoe geek and a guy who spends too much money on running shoes. Uh, running man Sam from YouTube will be with us and also I'll give you a roundup of what you've missed on my YouTube channel over the month of May. So sit tight, let's get to it. The Tony James Podcast. Be sure to share the podcast on your favourite social media channels. So once again, welcome to my first podcast. I'm Tony James. And if you could do me a big favour, if you could follow, like, share or subscribe uh, to this podcast, that would be fantastic. Or if you could subscribe and like and follow on all my social media channels. So that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Just do a search on any of those platforms for Tony James Running and hit the follow, like, and subscribe and all that malarkey. You'll be doing me and my channel a really big favour. So if you could do that now, before you forget, that would be absolutely brilliant. So before we get to that chat with Running Man Sam, let's give you a rundown of what you missed on my YouTube channel through the month of May. Hit the bell now. The best way to catch us again next time. So this month was the kickoff to my training for a sub 90 minute half marathon that is coming up in Southport in the northwest of the United Kingdom uh, at the end of June, 27th of June to be precise. So the target I've set myself is, uh, as I say, a sub 90 minute half marathon. My current personal best is one hour 32 minutes and 22 seconds so can we get that two minutes off the time to get that sub 90 minutes um well we're working hard and you can follow that journey on my youtube channel there are quite a few videos on there where i've gone through my weekly training for that particular week um highlighting what i've been doing highlighting the interval sessions i've been running and also what other training runs I've done. And you can join me on journey, see those um, training sessions, and also see uh, the delights of the wonderful Filed Coast, where I'm actually doing most of my running, where I live. And uh, you can follow me on that journey on a, on a weekly basis. So if you go over to YouTube, there are those weekly training videos for you to catch up on. And whilst you're there, as I said earlier on, if you could hit subscribe on that channel, that would be absolutely fantastic. And there's also one week in May where we actually got away for a couple of days. We went over to Mablethorpe on the Lincolnshire coast and I got a, managed to get a few runs in in a different location, which is always nice. Vacation or holiday running is always great because you're running in different places and you and it's exploring new worlds, isn't it? And, and um you can join me on a couple of runs around the seafront of Mablethorpe um, in the monthly roundup as well. So please feel free to join me for that. Uh, it's not all about training. There's also a couple of shoe reviews uh, in the last month. We've got the Puma Liberate Nitro and also the Reebok Floatride Energy 3. So we have reviews on both of those shoes. Took them out for some test runs. You can see the footage uh, of me actually running in the shoes so you can see how the shoe is performing on that run. And then we go into more detail of uh, the construction of the shoe, the upper, the midsole and the outsole and how they feel and how they felt to me. So you can, there's two videos on shoe reviews this month. As I say, it's the Puma Liberate Nitro, which is a fantastic shoe, which is retailing for £90 and the Reebok Floatride Energy 3, which is awesome to say the least it is an awesome shoe and if you get the chance it's probably one you really do need to check out uh, 
Uh, you'll find out more about that later on uh, when we discuss it with Sam in this podcast. But they're retailing at £75. But both Puma and Reebok, there are always discounts to be found. So have a hunt around on the internet. You'll probably find a discount. But yeah. If you want to know more about those two shoes, again, head over to my YouTube channel. Just do a search for Tony James Running, click subscribe, and you will find those shoe reviews there. As I say, it's not all about the gear. Um, there's also a couple of interviews with um, some running friends of mine. You can join me with a live chat or a rerun of a live chat I did with uh, Layla Brooke, who is a... Um, ultra runner and as she describes ultra running is a slow moving buffet if you want to know more go and see that live chat uh, recording on my youtube page um goes into it in a bit more detail about uh, ultra running what it's all about how you train for it so it's a very good watch and also there is an interview with a running friend of mine coach Tim Coldwell. Um, we basically discuss in a half an hour of, of why you should run a marathon. You've probably been thinking about it, but we actually go into a bit more detail of why you should actually get up and run run that marathon and what you should do about the training for it. So, yep, plenty of great videos on my YouTube channel. Go and have a look. Go and subscribe. You won't be disappointed in that. And just to let you know, coming up in June, we have some really great guests. You might have already missed the first one, but you can catch up on it. Uh, talking to Coach Neil about running nutrition. So lots of information there about macros and what you should be taking on. And uh, we'll go into that in more detail in another podcast. But if you want to go and see that uh, YouTube uh, live stream. It is there for you to watch now. So there you go. That's just a quick uh, update of what's been happening on my YouTube channel. Um, more details can be found throughout my social media about what's up and coming on YouTube and what you can see there now. So if you get the time, nip over, check it out. Okay, it's time to meet our special guest. Coming up very shortly, it's Running Man Sam, and we are talking, strangely enough, about shoes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel now and make sure you never miss another upload. Right, time for our special guest on this very first podcast. And it's with great pleasure that I bring to you the Instagram sensation. I, I like that. Instagram sensation. <laughs> YouTube wonder. Running Man Sam. Good evening, sir. How Thank are you? you very much. Thank you for that awesome introduction. Yes, I'm a Running Man Sam, the shoe sensation, the shoe all these kind of things, the shoeaholic. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to to, uh, to talk to Tony today about uh, my favourite thing, shoes. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for inviting me along. No problems at all, mate. So, it's it's, it's safe to say that you are a shoeaholic. You you do go a little bit mad yeah. on running shoes, don't you? Uh, just out, just out oh, of curiosity, yeah. I've had a look at my shoes and I've got 15 pairs, right? Yeah. I don't class myself in the same league as you, but I've got 15 pairs, only two of which are retired. So yeah. I've got, how does that compare to somebody like yourself? How many pairs have you got? Oh. I mean, recently, recently I have sold about seven shoes. Um, so we won't count those seven, but I'm, I'm talking literally just recently, just to sort of fuel this YouTube, you know, that's going on with the shoe reviews. I can't, I can't buy any more shoe racks. I've been banned by the missus from buying any more shoe racks. She said, if you want more shoes, you've got to get rid of some. So, oh, I mean, just looking around here, I've got two full shoe racks and they hold 14 each. So that's yeah. 28. Yeah. Oh, I reckon. I reckon before I sold the shoes, about 42, 43 pairs of shoes. 
Fantastic. So uh, were, were you offloading these shoes just in case people are looking for a certain size? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I've, been, I've just been selling them on eBay, actually, at the moment. Yeah, just been putting them on eBay. And uh, I, I have sold a couple through Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, just mainly mainly been putting them on eBay. Fantastic. Right. So uh, we'll keep an eye out on eBay then for Running Man Sam. And he's, uh, <laughs> there might be some bargains to be had, shall we say. Definitely. Yeah. Right. No worries. Right. The reason you're here today is just to talk about um, some of the shoes that are available. To, it's fair to say that it's a minefield when it comes to ring shoes. Oh, uh, there are definitely. thousands to choose from, isn't there? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So before we get into some specifics, what would you suggest people do when they're looking for shoe, for a new shoe? You know, because when I started, we always go down to a certain sports shop and, and buy the cheapest going. But you know, when, when you take up the sport a little bit more seriously, you've got to put a little bit more effort into it. So what do yeah. you do when choosing a shoe apart from looking at the colour? Okay, so I just want to say something here that's like really important to me, and I don't think enough people say this. And and as as a sort of shoeaholic, and I'm one of them type of people that really researches into something I'm into, you know. So it's not I don't just read something and go, yeah, okay, that's true. I look at I cross reference it with something else and get different data. So the point I'm getting at, Tony, it's not irrelevant. What I'm talking about is when people say things like go and get your gait analysis done. Now I'm not telling people to not go and get the gait analysis done but I will say that the science behind stability shoes is not there so the science for saying pronation leads to injury is not there there's no scientific study that proves that pronation causes any type of injury however there have been studies that prove that overbuilt stability shoes can lead to injury because they're affecting your gait so I just want to put that out there because I don't feel there's enough people that say that because it's just I think people just hear other runners say, go get your gait analysis done. And then they say, so, you know, if it's worked for you, don't change. But I just, for me, I was put in a pair of stability shoes when I was a new runner and I've never been injured so many times with one shoe. Uh, I can just tell you that. But yeah, I mean, uh, apart from colour, oh, Tony, where do I start? I mean, that's why I've got so many shoes. I, I, you say, how do you decide? I don't decide. I just I just buy them all. I go, well, I wonder what that one's like. I wonder what that one's like. But I guess I guess the real deciding feature for me is just I love a midsole, you know. I'm really intrigued in what the midsole feels like. Um, so I sort of research into that, I guess, because it's kind of I just love how it feels when I run, you know, that's that's my favourite part of the shoe. So yeah, I guess I guess I just kind of look into the foam and that kind of thing and and just do my research into the shoe beforehand. Fantastic. You know, what you're saying there just falls into line with some other studies I've been reading uh, about footfall. You know, are you a heel striker? Are you a mid foot striker? Are you, are you landing on your toes? Yeah. And um, yeah. to Mike at the running school, who's uh, been a, a running yeah. coach and a rehabilitation coach for 40 odd years, he was saying it doesn't really matter where your foot lands as long as it doesn't hurt you. So if you're a heel striker and you're constantly landing on your heel, as long as you're not getting any pain from that, that is the way you run and it works for you. Yeah. Because the body naturally yeah. adapts 
to to you. So I, I would I would agree with you there. Again, um, I, I, I'm not a uh, sports scientist. I'm not going to say with any hundred percent credence that this is you know a fact. But from what I've read from from uh, you know sources, uh, I do have a um, a running book that's written by someone with a PhD, um, and it says in that book, Tony, as you said, there's no correlation between whether you're a heel striker, a midfoot striker, or a forefoot striker. The only factor is whether you're overstriding mm-hmm. and obviously landing with your foot in front of your centre of mass. Uh, that's more likely to cause an injury. It seems, again, that there's no real evidence between, as you say, uh, whether you heel strike, midfoot strike, or or whether you land on your forefoot. So, yeah, yeah, I think you've got a good source of information there as well. Fantastic. So we've totally digressed to where we were going with this. We so. have. But it's all relevant in oh, a no, way. It is all relevant. <laughs> Might actually cut it down into two sections, actually. Anyway. Yeah. <coughs> oh, God, so it's going now. Right, so moving on then, the reason we've got you on the show is to talk about shoes, which you might have a yeah. knowledge about. So first of all, uh, let's look at a few of the shoes that are currently available. And I'd like to start with Nike and the Pegasus 38. Now, before yeah. we go into that shoe, where did you fall on the 37? Because that seemed to be a love-hate shoe with most people landing on the hate side of it. Where did you sit on that? So, so I never tried the 37, but I did have the Pegasus. I do still have the Pegasus 36 trail, and I did have uh, the Gore-Tex version, and I did have the Pegasus 35. Uh, so yeah, I can't speak from the 36 for the 37 point of view, but I know it was mainly the upper, wasn't it? People didn't like the the upper on it, said it was quite restrictive and quite sort of narrow in the toe box. Um, I can't compare it to that, but I do I do feel like the toe box is not an issue in this shoe. Um, I, I think it is a lot roomier than and than apparently the 37 was. Um, but I mean, for me, I don't know if anyone has seen my YouTube review, but Honest Man Sam is what it's all about. So if if I don't like a shoe, it's got credence to what I say. So I don't just say I don't like like it and I, I base a, sh- a shoe review on the fact that I've got so many shoes and have run in so many shoes that I, I base it on what other shoes does that compare to that I've got so uh, a Pegasus 38 is a daily trainer what other daily trainer does that is that reminiscent of and, and how does it compare does the phone feel more lively does it feel more responsive is the upper more restrictive you know all that kind of thing and uh, and I think that's the fairest way to review something you know you, you review it as, as what it is, but based on what else is out there, for people that aren't like me that want to buy a million pairs of shoes and have a little bit more sense with money and actually just want to buy one pair of shoes, then surely that's what you want. You know, you want someone to say, hang on a minute, maybe don't go down this one, go down this one. And it's obviously in the opinion but i like to think that i've got a quite good opinion of a shoe you know like i've run in enough um yeah i mean everyone can make decisions for themselves you know and and and, and what somebody likes somebody doesn't like but for me the pegasus is just the night the night pegasus range is just something that's the foam just feels dead it just feels a bit lifeless you know it doesn't have that that response that you get from other foams 
it just feels like, uh, I mean, I don't know whether it's because I'm a big guy, maybe 90 kilos, 92 kilos, but I mean, even Tim Groose in the, in the comments on uh, my YouTube channel agreed with me that he thought the 38 felt, and the 37 felt flat in the, in the foam uh, and quite a few other people in the comments. So yeah, for me, it's just, I think it's great if you just want to walk around in the gym and to the shopping center, you know, and all that kind of thing. And it looks cool, but just, yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because I've actually just, I know you can't see this because this is audio, but I have actually just finished doing another reason on why I'm sending these back today. So it's funny, like it's sort of, it's right fresh in my mind. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my view on it, if, if, if I'm completely honest with you. But like I say, everyone's a little bit different. Yeah. So £105 or thereabouts, it, just, yeah. it hasn't really cut the mustard as a daily trainer for yourself. No, it's just, I just, yeah, no. It's great as a, if you're walking around to the gym, it's fairly comfy. Just, just no, not for a daily training, no, not for me. 20 miles in it, that's enough. Blisters, no, that's enough. <laughs> So unfortunately, Nike have gone off the boil a bit with the Pegasus range. You know, as you say, the 35 yeah. six were all well received. The Pegasus Turbo 2 is probably still one of the best loved uh, daily race type shoes. So they've just missed the boat on the upgrades. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, we could probably talk about this for hours, you know, like I don't, I definitely don't hate Nike shoes. Some of my favorite shoes are Nike shoes. Contrary to that, some of the worst shoes I've ever run in have been Nike shoes. I think it's very, I think they've just got such a monopoly on the market and they know people buy their stuff that they can afford to make quite a lot of not very good subpar shoes, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, and I think a lot of people, because a lot of people only run in Nike shoes, they'll think that it's a good shoe because they've got nothing to compare it against, if you know what I mean. Subscribe and leave a like. Okay, so th there's the honest review of the Pegasus 38. Let's move it on now. Yeah. Go to <clears throat> ASICS and the Meta Speed Sky. Slightly yeah. shoe, about 220-ish pounds. Yeah, 225, yeah. What's the overall feeling of that shoe for you? So I'll tell you what, that is, it really is an awesome shoe. Um, I have done now, I think maybe coming up for 30 miles in it, I've done a 15 mile long run and I did that 400, uh, the 10 mile virtual race around a 400 meter athletics track in the, uh, in the Asics Metairie Sky. Um, I do think that it does work well as a stride shoe. It's meant to be for stride runners. It, it's sort of meant to help increase your stride length rather than your cadence. I did kind of find... I did a little test in that without going into too much detail, but I did find that it kind of correlated with that, that my cadence was lower than in some other shoes with my stride length a little higher. But in terms of like what the shoe feels like, it is, it's not an X percent two, but it is a great super shoe. It, it's, it's much better than, than, um, than I thought it was going to be. Um, not that I thought it was going to be rubbish. I just, ASIC sometimes has been a little bit behind the market, hasn't it, with kind of super shoes and things like that. And I do think the foam is awesome. It definitely likes power. So it's not like the next percent where you hardly put any effort in and all of a sudden you're bounding around the walls and flying everywhere. Like you do have to put a little bit more oomph into it, but it rewards you for it, if you know what I mean. So it kind of, it likes power, again, tying in with that stride length type scenario where you're putting more power into your stride and, and sort of traveling more distance the thing i will say 
that it's not necessarily a negative because I know they've tried to make the upper out of like fully recyclable materials and that kind of thing. So they're doing the right thing in terms of environment uh, side of things. I will say that the upper is a little coarser than I would like. Um, it's not like really irritable, but it's just, yeah, it's just a little bit coarse. I just do worry that maybe over a marathon distance, it could potentially have an issue there to be causing blisters. You know, it's breathable. It's a very breathable shoe. Uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely a fast shoe. It's just not quite as fast as just fast feeling as the next percent. I think. Um, I think I'm kind of writing it off though as my marathon shoe, just because it's maybe just because of them factors that I said. You know, just it's maybe not quite the one for for the marathon racing option for me. Right, fantastic. Right, let's get this a little bit uh, more the cheaper end of the market or we'll, yeah. we'll bring you back to mid-price and then go a little bit cheaper. So mid-price range, the New Balance Rebel, uh, some lovely colorways right. in this, especially the orange one. What, what, yeah, how, yeah. How's that going with yourself? Oh, I'd tell you what, that's one of my, the favourite shoes that I think I've ever bought. I really, really am enjoying that shoe. Now, this is going to sound completely normal to most people, but to me it isn't. I ran in that shoe three days in a row and that literally never happens. Like most people obviously do that all the time. Sometimes I might might not wear one pair of shoes for, I don't know, six months, you know, because it's like I'm just using this. All my shoes are kind of like in my rotation. I never retire them. I just might not use them for ages because something else has come out and I just prefer the feel with that. And, oh, it's just – it fun you know it's just fun to run in it's just bouncy it's springy but it's also it just inherently stable uh, um it just feels stable for me because it's not got a, a, a million foot stack high like some of these other racing shoes or these other training shoes um i was worried that it would be super soft and i was like thinking oh this could be a bit of an issue but it didn't really translate to the running uh, it still feels soft mm -hmm. but not in a like overly mushy horrible kind of way just like a bouncy kind of way like a good bouncy kind of way um the the one thing to look out for for that shoe is the sizing so i think it's quite a theme supposedly with new balance that i think it's the way that the uk and the usa translations come out in terms of sizing so i think uh it's a size 12 usa in my size 11 men's UK, but in other, in other shoes, it's like a 12 and a half or something like that, you know, like, so basically if I wanted like an 11 UK, I would need to get like an 11.5 for it to translate to the same USA version. Basically, long story short, it runs small. It, it, it runs, it runs probably half a size small. That being said, I did get it in a size 11, which is what I always get my shoes in. And although it's not the room I would potentially normally like. It hasn't caused any problems. So I can't necessarily downgrade it for it because it's not caused any problems. The longest I've run in it is an eight miler. So maybe if you was going, you know, 18, 20 miles, maybe where your feet are swelling up towards the end, that could be an issue. Just sort of like thinking for people, you know, if you was going to use it for longer runs, so maybe, maybe would size up. I know people have sized up on it uh, that I've recommended it to, and they're glad that they have. So that, that's one thing to watch out for. But other than that, yeah, it's just fun. It's just a fun shoe to run in. 
Uh, fresh foam X, is it? Uh, no, it is the fuel cell foam. Oh, fuel so cell. It's, it, yeah, fuel cell. So it's in the Propel, but I think it's a slightly uh, sort of firmer version in the Propel. Uh, and it's also in the RC, the RC Elite. Yeah. Uh, and the TC. So I haven't actually run any of them shoes, but that makes me really excited to try the RC Elite 2, actually, because if it's that sort of foam mixed with a carbon fibre plate, I think that's going to be a really good option. I've got some uh, fuel cell TCs, and I really do like doing my training runs in. For a carbon yeah. runner, for training runs, you know, half marathon distance and longer on those training it's a really nice shoe for training. Don't think I'd wear it for a race, yeah, my, yeah. Training, I, I really do like the, uh, the fuel. Yeah, Stephen, who I did my live with, he's got, um, you know, the guy from Glasgow, he's got a um, fuel cell TC, and he just says that's just so awesome to run in. Like, it's just, and I can imagine now that I've run in the New Balance Rebel, I can just, I, I can I can feel it, you know, like, definitely. So I think the, uh, the RC Elite will be definitely something that I'll be buying as soon as that comes out. Let's put it that way. Fantastic. So we know where your next paycheck's going. Right. Let's yeah. let's get to the last shoe we're looking at today. And we're going down yeah. the, 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 the other end of the market, the more affordable end of the market. And I know yeah. you love this shoe. I love this yeah. shoe. Everybody we speak to loves this shoe. The Reebok Float Ride Energy 3. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I said to you about the Pegasus 38, I like to try and think about what it is people that are only going to buy one shoe are thinking about. If I was to buy one shoe, what would I be thinking about? And that's things like, what do you get for the shoe in terms of performance, versatility, durability, fit, feel for the money that you're paying? And is it worth that? And uh, where do you start with a float ride? It's, it's awesome because... Not only can you often get that shoe for £50, £30, even at £75 full price. I mean, even if you bought it for full price, that's still an absolute steal compared to almost every other daily trainer on the market. And when I bought the Float Ride Energy 2, the the first Float Ride Energy that I tried, I didn't expect anything from it. I just thought, well, it's 50 quid. If it's rubbish, it's rubbish. So my expectations were low. And when I ran in it, the foam is just, it's not like, it's just a combination of all the right factors, I think, the foam. Like, it's not too soft. It's not too firm. It's kind of like the Goldilocks porridge kind of foam, you know, like it's just got that right consistency in the in the bounce, but also like the absorbativeness. I love using that word. It absorbs the impact quite nicely without kind of feeling like you're sinking too far into the ground. I feel like the lockdown on the shoe is awesome. I do think that the foam in the Float Ride 3 is a tad firmer than the Float Ride 2. Uh, I think, I don't know whether they did change the formulation a little bit between the two iterations. I feel like it's a tiny little bit firmer, but not, you know, not in a a detrimental way. And I do, uh, as we spoke about on your review, Tony, think that the Symmetros is a slightly softer variant of it as well. This isn't, I've got no facts to base that on. That's just, that's just what I feel just from running it. Maybe it's the fact that the Symmetros has that higher stack height. Uh, that you can feel a bit more foam. I don't know, but 
but yeah, I mean, seventy-five pound, fifty pound, thirty pound, and it's just awesome, you know. It's it's well, I say it's uh, underrated, but I think they're finally starting to sort of get the love that they deserve a little bit. Reebok now, I think. Hopefully, more reviewers. You know, obviously, I'm always saying that they're good. Only if they are good, I wouldn't say it if they weren't. And uh, you know, you've put a review out there saying that you think it's a, a good shoe too. So hopefully, you know, more people. And I know that I've recommended the shoe to. I think I'm at like 33 confirmed purchases now. There's no commission. It's just it's just pure trying to trying to help people out. And I'm up to about 32, 33 people now that have bought the shoe in the sale most of the time. And every single one of them has said that they love it. They think it's absolutely awesome. So, I mean, that's pretty good going, to be fair. Yeah, as you say, £75 on the website. Sign up for the newsletter, 20% off straight away. Yeah, definitely. Down to £58, £60 straight away. And if they've got yeah. it on, I have seen it as low as £28. Mental. £28 for this shoe. It is definitely worth every single penny. The value of the shoe is brilliant. Um, I wore it for a week non-stop. As soon as I yeah. got it, I wore it for the whole week. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Just wearing them. And we did, yeah. we're doing easy runs at uh, 8.20 per mile pace. Yeah. And I was doing intervals at 5.50 per mile yeah. pace. You got the full range. And it was spot on for every single thing and the one thing i will say and it's on my review uh the thing i really do like about it is the outsole it is so yes gritty. yeah it's so yeah um as i said as again said in my review broke my shoulder earlier on this year so yeah. i'm a lot more cautious when i'm going around corners or on loose surfaces and that cheap shoe feels the best underfoot Definitely. I mean, the, the outsole grip is immense, isn't it? It's just, it's so grippy and tacky and it just, and it just, it doesn't feel like it holds you back either. Like sometimes if a shoe, it, it feel, you can feel like as you're going through the gate cycle, the rubber's getting in the way a little bit. It's sort of maybe holding your stride back a little bit. And I never, I never get that sensation from the float ride. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it I haven't used it loads in the rain, um, but I, I had used a flight ride too a lot in the rain. It's got the same sort of grip. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one of the ones that if it was raining, it would be one of the shoes that I'd put on. Definitely. It's just, yeah, it's just awesome how they've just managed to get so much grip, so much response from the foam, a great fit for, as we say, like as little as 28 pounds sometimes, you know, like it just makes you wonder, doesn't it? You know, like the likes of sort of Nike and then all those kind of things where you're paying all these prices that are so much higher. And sometimes in my opinion, farly far substandard compared to the likes of the Reebok float Red three. So uh, again, I say again, because it's true. That's what I base all my reviews on a fair test of, I don't care what the brand is. I don't care who made it. And if I get to the stage where I'm getting shoes sent for free, I don't care. If a shoe is not good, I don't care what brand it is. You know, it's just, it's all about what it feels like, what value for money you're getting, and then all that kind of thing. You know, I want to give the people a fair review of a shoe. And I don't, I don't think there's anything bad I can say about the Float Ride 3 at all for £75. If it was 
£170, £180, that would be a different story. But there's no, you know, it wouldn't be because no other daily, uh, say, for example, the Pegasus Turbo 2 was £160, £170. I would argue that maybe it's in the same sort of class as a Pegasus Turbo 2, maybe not quite as responsive and light. But Joe, who I had on my channel, Tony, um, uh, after Stephen, she loved the Pegasus Turbo 2. And she wanted a replacement for it. So I said, it's not quite as, as poppy, but go for the Float Ride 3. And she said that it's a pretty, pretty close replica of it. So, you know, even for £160, I think it's a, it would be a decent shoe. Not that I'd pay that, but, you know, you know the point I'm getting at there. Fantastic. Right, we'll leave it there. Sam, thank you very much indeed for your time this evening. No worries at all. Greatly appreciate it. Speak to you again soon. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Speak to you later. If you like us, leave a comment below. The Tony James Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to my first podcast. If you could uh, rate and review, that would be absolutely fantastic. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you could give us a like, and if you could uh, subscribe to the channel as well, that would be absolutely fantastic. So don't forget to check me out on all your favorite social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just do a search for Tony James Running. That's it for now. I will see you again soon. Till then, let's get running. The Tony James Podcast.